BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. So we are officially ending 2022, which is insane, but on to bigger and better things in 2023, which is why I wanted to do an episode with the wellness tips that you need to take away into 2023. So this is everything from mindfulness to sleep to list, like literally anything and everything you need to really feel like the best version of yourself in 2023. And these tips are from some of my favorite guests that I've had on the show, really tangible takeaways, which I think you guys can all apply to your life. Maybe one one of these tips really resonate, maybe all of them, but these are like really the best of in wellness. So I hope that you guys find it useful. Before we get into the show, I'm going to tell you guys this week's hot tip, which is of course wellness related since this is a wellness focused episode and it is the aura ring. I have no idea why I waited so long to get the aura ring. But if you're thinking about it, let me tell you, it is incredible. So if you're not familiar with the product, an aura ring is it's, it's, it's a ring and it gives you all the stats that you need to know about your sleep habits. And then it kind of also tells you about your activity, your recovery, all of that. So it's really just an all encompassing place for you to understand how your body works. The sleep thing in particular has just been so eye opening to me because it breaks down like your sleep by awake time, light sleep, REM sleep, deep sleep, and gives you like your overall quality of sleep. And I think it's just been such an interesting exercise for me to evaluate how I sleep when I sleep at a specific time, when I do all my bedtime rituals, how my sleep scores are so much more improved when I keep up with my bedtime rituals. So really, really fascinating stuff. And I think that if you are interested in data, like this is an incredible piece of technology. So highly, highly recommend. All right. This week's review comes to us from... BMJ Hospitality. And they say, 
hooked. I just found this podcast and I have been binging the last few days. I am a single female really struggling financially and trying to understand what path is best for me in the future. I love hearing from all these amazing women and virtually connecting. The show has been keeping me positive and manifesting success for me personally. I love the guests on the show and I love to hear everyone's stories. Maybe I will be on here one day. This is such a sweet review and BMJ Hospitality. I don't know your name, of course, but you know, Better times are coming. I know that it's really tough to be in a financially tough position, but it's only temporary. And I hope that some of these stories inspire you to kind of chase your goals and your career and know that, you know, better days are ahead. So thank you so much for taking the time to leave this review. And you guys, if you do have a moment, please, please, please take the time to leave me a review and rate the show. All you have to do is open the Apple podcast app. You may already have it open. Scroll down to the bottom where it says rate and review the show. If you feel like the show has really brought you value, please leave me a five-star rating. And in the review section, let me know anything you want to hear more of, favorite topics, dream guests, you know, what you're interested in. And you can tell me, you know, feedback on past episodes, any favorites, any guests who you've really liked. Hearing from you really helps me show up as a better host every week and continue to bring you content that drives a lot of value. So, you know, my goal is always to improve and hearing from you is the best way for me to do that. All right. So with that, let's get into today's episode, which is all about the wellness tips you need to take with you into 2023. The first tip comes to us from Jessie, who is otherwise known as the glucose goddess. And this is an entire episode all about how to balance your blood sugar. But this tip specifically is about breakfast and how you want to start the day with a savory breakfast. So I'm not going to ruin anything. I'm going to let her talk all about this, but it's a really valuable tip. And I hope that you guys all take it into 2023 with you. So, okay, let's get into the hacks. Okay. Share. I know... I recommend your book to everyone. Anyone who's followed me on Instagram knows like I go on and on about it. But for someone who has like never heard of any hacks, share a few of them. What's your favorite one? I love eating a savory breakfast. There you go. Let's start there. Yeah. Okay. Let's start there. So powerful. So your breakfast really controls you for the rest of the day. Your, Your breakfast, the shape of your breakfast glucose curve has a tremendous impact on how you're going to feel for the rest of the day. So if your breakfast creates a spike, what happens? spike and then a drop and then you're going to eat something again and spike and a drop. So you are essentially starting a glucose roller coaster for yourself for the whole day. And often people will say, oh, I'm addicted to sugar. I hear that a lot. Like I have a sugar addiction. I just can't stop. Oftentimes that's caused by somebody's breakfast that's just kicking off that glucose roller coaster for the day. So how do you set up your day right The simplest way to think about it is just to think, okay, I'm going to have a savory instead of a sweet breakfast. So a savory breakfast is built around protein. It doesn't have to be 10 raw eggs. Like you find protein in lots of different things. It can be a Greek yogurt. It can be some nuts. It can be some leftover, I don't know, roasted salmon from the night before. It can be tofu. It can be protein powder in a shake. It's really important to build your savory breakfast around protein. And then the second guideline for a savory breakfast is nothing sweet except if you want some whole fruit for taste so in the morning it's really important to set yourself up like that Mm -hmm. vr training platforms like the one developed by fundamental vr and orbis international are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients as you practice each skill the muscle memory starts to develop learn more at meta.com metaverse impact as you write your life story you're far from finished. 
are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. How do you feel now with your savory breakfast? It's a game changer because I remember back in the day before I at all like understood anything, you know, I'd start my day with cereal or like whatever you start your day with. You don't even think about like, okay, like what's the first thing in the morning that I'm consuming? And it can have like, I I remember like, you know how you were saying that like at 1030 a.m. I'd like be so hungry. My stomach would. I have been there Mm. and I think a lot of people are currently there and they don't realize how powerful that first thing that you put into your system really is, you know, and so ensuring that I'm getting the protein, the fiber, like a little bit of fat, like just ensuring that it's like really just a well-balanced way yeah. to start the day. And when you when you keep your glucose steady for breakfast, then your entire day is a bit like walking through a mirror in a movie. It's mm-hmm. like a whole new world. Like your whole day takes on a new feel, a mm-hmm. new a new shape, a new flavor. You're like, oh, I don't have these crazy cravings anymore. I'm not hungry all the time. I actually feel good and energized throughout the day. So truly, it's a really powerful place to start. Now, this is kind of the only one of my hacks that actually ask people to change what they're eating. Yeah. So to cut out sugar in the morning, super important. However, I don't mean that you have to completely cut out sugar of your life. If you love sweet foods, for example, even breakfast sweet foods Mm -hmm. like cereal, the best time to have them, and this is another hack, is after a meal. So let's say my Nutella crepe, I could not have given it up for some reason. The best time for me to have the Nutella crepe would be as dessert after my lunch or after my dinner. Mm-hmm. So that's another hack. If you want to eat something sweet, have it as dessert. Next up, we have the one and only Melissa Wood. This tip is around meditation and morning routine in general. So she provides a few really, really important takeaways, which I think are so actionable and so easy because I think when we start on our wellness journeys or when we're looking to improve, sometimes it's these really lofty goals and she really breaks it down for us. So I think it's another really, really good tip to take into the new year with us. So when you started to kind of like this journey, looking inwards, yeah. did you start with meditation? Like what were some of the tools? That- no, not not right away. So how did you, like, how did you even get into that portion of things? So I started with a therapist. Uh-huh. And I think for me, just like understanding why I was behaving the way that I totally. was behaving, why I was resorting to attaching myself to certain things and tools that weren't serving me mm-hmm. was like a big moment of like understanding Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. And then I started working with a health coach and I went to a health coach. This was before I had ever enrolled at IIN, Mm -hmm. the online nutrition school that I love. But I went there with one mission in mind and I wanted her to give me a plan. Mm -hmm. I wanted a diet. I wanted her to write everything out that I needed to eat, what time I needed to eat it, how much I, that was my mindset Mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. Mm And I just remember she did not do that. She was amazing, actually. <laughs> and she started to ask me questions about like how I was waking up in the morning, 
was the first thing I was doing. And I started to really look at my life, mm-hmm. you know, and then it just, it was really more of like, I felt called to, to expand my awareness. Mm-hmm. And after that, it something definitely shifted in me, but I felt like I needed, I needed to go deeper. I mm-hmm. didn't know necessarily what it was, but I went, I like took a weekend. I did like a weekend workshop in New York for, it was transcendental meditation. And that was like the first time I had ever really meditated. And I have since that weekend, I have meditated just about every single day since. And that was over a decade ago. Wow. Yeah. It was immediate. I mean, honestly, though, I will say like when I, sometimes I lose my meditation practice, but now I'm in it again. Right. And when I'm doing it, it's like medicine for the mind. Like I cannot even explain it. I I show up as a better version of myself. I mean, you're just way less reactive. I don't know. You just, I know you glide through your day with a little bit more ease. You really do. I mean, you literally said it perfectly. It's just been one of those things that I, I realize like being a very sensitive person. And if you think about it, our days are spent like reacting to people's needs, right? From the moment most people wake up, they'll look at their phone and respond to emails, respond to DMs. So you haven't done a thing to take care of yourself and you're already taking care of other people. So like that right there will set you in a state of just giving, giving, giving to everyone else. But like if you're not giving from a from a full cup, right? Mm-hmm. From from a real nourished soul, you're going to crack. Like yeah. that's at least how I feel when I, like the mornings that I do touch my phone, which I really try to avoid 30 minutes at least mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. an hour after I wake up because it's like you jump on the hamster wheel and it's just, you're on that wheel all day, like a puppet to everyone's needs. And I I have really, I'm like extremely consistent with my stuff because I have to be. And I know, I know what it feels like to not feel good mm-hmm. about myself and, and not even about myself, like to feel mentally stable. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, mm-hmm. I'm okay saying that. I would be afraid to say that years ago, but I'm like, no. You know, I'm so glad that you do because I work with Nish, who's my husband, and we are so different in that way, okay? Like, I have very, very strict boundaries around what has to happen before I look at my Slack messages and, (laughs) you know, get on a call or, Mm -hmm. you know, answer emails. I have to start my day with, like, mindfulness and movement. Otherwise, watch out. Yeah. (laughs) It's like you're a slave to everyone else, and you're just kind of, like, being pulled in every which direction. you know, I know it's it's really rough. It's rough. He doesn't need to do any of that. He neither Melissa, does Noah. Uh, I don't. I I don't understand. I is it a man thing? Like I don't, or is it just that they don't know how stressed they are? Like I'm I think so confused. I think it's a lot of that. Yeah. I think it's honestly like I think. I mean, I hate to say that because neither one of them are here, but I mean, I do think like I can say that Noah responds very differently to stressful situations than I do. I'm like so emotionally triggered by things. And 
I think that's just like in his nature. Yeah. But I really do think no matter who you are, no I think matter, you can benefit from everyone it. Everyone can benefit from like taking a mindfulness moment to themselves before even just touching your phone. Yeah. Like I'm not saying you have to do a 20 minute meditation and work out. Like just imagine not touching technology for the first 20, 30 minutes when you wake up. All right, then we have Max Lugavere, and we are talking about protein intake. Now, this was a controversial episode in general, or like this specific part of it was a little bit controversial because he talks about, you know, animal protein versus plant protein. But I think that it's really important to listen with an open mind and look at the science that he is citing. And it's a really great takeaway. I personally switched my protein powder to a whey protein powder, which by the way, does not irritate my stomach. It's called Shinusa after speaking to Max. So it's a very, very valuable takeaway. And I think you guys will enjoy it. So what about people who have been taught that they can get the same protein content from a plant-based diet versus a diet that also includes animal products. Like, is that, can you, can you bust that myth, quote unquote? Yeah. Well, animal protein is definitely higher quality. So there's no debating that. It's got a higher proportion of essential amino acids. It's got a higher proportion of branch chain amino acids like leucine, which is really important. So important. Yeah. For stimulating muscle protein synthesis, you really can't beat the digestibility of animal protein. You can look at the, there are a number of different like there are two primary scoring methods that are used to determine the digestibility of protein. There's the digestible, indispensable amino acid scoring system. And then there's the protein digestibility corrected amino acid scoring system. As And they all, they both, no matter where you look, animal protein is at the top. Soy is maybe like up there somewhat, you know. Does it, how do you feel about like, I guess like the hormonal implications of soy? Do you feel like it's enough to have a conversation around it? You know, it's unclear. It doesn't seem that it's, it doesn't seem like it's as bad as people think it is. But there was a study that found that when you gave men either soy or whey protein post-workout, soy, it was the soy that led to a blunted testosterone. Really? um, Effect. We don't know. I think we, we don't know how that plays out over the long term, whether or not that has any meaningful impact on body mm-hmm. composition or anything like that. But mm-hmm. it, it's definitely like, it's not hormonally inert. Right. What the consequences of, of chronic soy consumption, you know, what that might lead to, I don't think we know. So, you know, for me, I don't consume any real, I, you know, I don't consume a lot of soy. I, I consume like soy sauce with sushi. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And when I do, I try to make sure that the soy that I'm consuming is organic. But it's, but yeah, animal protein is like, for protein, animal protein is by far like the best the best option now when it comes to the the quality of a protein you know it's not that's not controversial protein quality matters mostly for people that are eating low protein diets so vegans and vegetarians that are consuming low protein diets they the fact that they're eating primarily or exclusively plant protein that does matter because it's a lower quality protein mm-hmm when you're eating a sufficient amount of protein, the protein quality doesn't really matter as much because you're getting, you know, you're just getting like amino acids from everywhere. So that's why I think in the context of omnivory, it doesn't really matter so much where you're getting your protein from. But if you're eating a lower protein diet, so if you're vegan vegetarian eating a lower protein diet, you really ought to be concerned about where your protein is coming from. And also if you're elderly, yeah. you know, like if you're an if you're an older person, people 
in you know their advanced years tend not to eat a ton of protein and so it really becomes important like protein quality again making sure that you're that you're opting primarily for animal protein so then if someone is more plant-based and yeah. they want to stay away from animal products what are some like really like what's the highest quality of protein that you would recommend to someone well, I would say soy is pretty high quality, at uh-huh. least in terms of the digestibility and the and the leucine content. Actually, corn protein, we might see this on the market in a few years. And I don't know, you know, what the health outcomes are going to be, you know, somebody who eats a lot of corn protein. But I think corn has the highest proportion of leucine of any plant. Really? Yeah. But just imagine like how processed that's going to have to be. So that's not something that I'm probably going <laughs> to consume. But if you actually look like into the literature, corn has like the highest proportion of leucine. It's kind of weird. But yeah, it's just not a commonly consumed source of protein. But yeah, I think soy is very high quality. You want to go for organic because it's one of these like crops that just uh, is like so sprayed. Sprayed, yeah. And protein powders. I mean, most vegans like do really well with protein powder. I'm concerned about plant-based protein powders because of they tend to harbor heavy metals. How much they harbor and whether or not. Wait, or wait, not. wait. We got We got to zoom in on that a yeah. little bit. What the hell do you mean? So plant-based protein, they're just so processed. And Uh, plants suck up, you know, their plants are a great source of minerals, but Mm -hmm. they also suck up whatever other metals are in the soil, right, that they're being grown in. And so it's pretty easy to find literature that shows that plant protein powders contain heavy metals. Like they contain, you know, I'm forgetting exactly which ones, maybe cadmium, arsenic, lead. I mean, we know that brown rice is is a big arsenic source. So if your protein powder has brown rice protein, good chances there's, there's arsenic. Um, Holy crap. That, I did yeah. not know that. That's yeah. fucking wild. No, it's significant. You don't get that in whey protein. Whey protein is a very clean protein. So you like whey protein. Then. I like whey protein. Okay. And so then how do you feel about pea protein also in the same heavy metal category as well, you would say? Yeah, I would just be like cautious. Like mm-hmm. occasionally now and then, like one of those protein powders I think is totally fine. The dose makes the poison with these things, yeah. right? So if it's the kind of thing, like I do whey protein every single day for the most part, sometimes multiple times a day. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm having like multiple scoops. So if I were using like a plant-based protein with that frequency, then I would be like pretty concerned about it. Number four, we've got Dr. Michael Bruce, AKA the sleep doctor. And this episode was all about sleep. Now in this tip, we are essentially talking about scientifically hacking your morning, the things that you need to feel energetic and awake, and how to use caffeine as a strategic tool. So then what about using coffee strategically? Because what you actually recommend is that you don't wake up first thing and have coffee, right? Like, why is that? So remember, sleep in and of itself is a dehydrative event. So most people lose somewhere between a half and full liter of water from sweat, oils, and the humidity in our breath. So what you don't want to do is add a diuretic. Remember, caffeine is also a diuretic like alcohol. So I'd rather hydrate, hydrate, hydrate first. And so in my morning routines, which I give to everybody, mm-hmm. I say it's three 15s. So when you wake up, it's 15 deep breaths. It's 15 ounces of filtered water and it's 15 minutes of sunshine. You do those three things and your mornings will get better. I guarantee you. And so when should they be having their coffee in that case? So you want to wait 90 minutes after you wake up. So here's what happens. In order to pull the brain out of a state of unconsciousness, you need two hormones, adrenaline and cortisol. And they both have to be pretty high. And when they do, they boom, wake you up. If you compared adrenaline and cortisol to caffeine, it would be like comparing cocaine to weak tea. Okay. (laughs) Caffeine does nothing compared to them. 
but you've got this brain that's full of cortisol and full of adrenaline right when you wake up. But you wait just 90 minutes, both of those will naturally start to drop. And then when you do drink caffeine, it will actually lift the cortisol and the adrenaline. It'll give you more bang for your buck. So I tell people, look, if you wake up at six, have your first cup at 7.30, you don't really want to go more than another cup, probably 90 minutes later. And then if you can, cut it off completely. So then what about people who wake up not naturally energetic in the morning? Like, I mean, because for me, I wake up with a lot of energy in the morning. I can like jump out of bed, but then there's people who are like really dragging ass like in that morning stage, you know? So what do they do? Like, where is their adrenaline and cortisol? So here's the deal is the closer they get to having a regular wake up time, the more consistently they will have that cortisol and adrenaline bump every single morning that is predictable. So Mm -hmm. it all comes back to my number one recommendation, which is wake up at the same time every single day of the week, preferably based on your chronotype. Within seven to 14 days, usually I get those people having a lot more energy in the morning just because of the consistency of this wake up time. Now, to be fair, they complain a lot, you know, especially on Saturday mornings. I don't want to get up at 630. Nobody's awake. I'm finally catching up on my sleep. I'm like, read a book. Okay. Go for a walk, like do something for yourself at that time. Number one, when was the last time you did something just for yourself? Most people, especially high achievers, they do stuff for everybody else, but rarely for themselves. That Saturday morning and Sunday morning could be used for planning, could be used for aspirations, could be used for meditation, breath work. There's a whole host of things that you could do just for yourself and become more functional. So then what, like, you know, the concept of catching up on sleep, right? Is that like a real thing if someone is sleeping? Okay. So let's talk about it. There was a great study that was done about six months ago, and I'm going to go into a little bit of detail here, but I think you're going to find it interesting. Mm -hmm. So they took a group of 50 people and they watched them for six weeks. This was not Mm -hmm. a short study, very highly populated study. What they did was they only got five hours of sleep during the week and eight hours on the weekend. Okay. So this was monitored. So we know exactly how much sleep these people get. They retested them every single Monday after they got their catch-up sleep, so-called, on the weekends. Here's what they measured. Mood, attention, focus, and memory. Every single one of the participants on Monday would say, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I've caught up on all my sleep. Every one of them showed decrements and they thought they were awake, but their performance told the true story. And every single week, their performance got worse and worse and worse. So people are saying, I'm killing it. And they're not even coming close to killing it because their brain is telling them you've caught up on sleep. So I'm here to tell you, you don't catch up on sleep. What you can do is you can have a good sleep schedule and you can wake up at the right time each day and your body will adapt and adjust to it. And you'll have plenty of energy and you won't need caffeine every day. I promise. And finally, we have got some words of wisdom from Sammy Clark. And this whole tip is around rest versus resistance. And I think that it's a really important conversation, especially when you're having those days when, you know, maybe you don't feel like going to the gym or working out or whatever. So I think it's a really valuable takeaway. And I think you guys or all of us should really apply this into our lives for 2023. It's something that I personally have gone back to like this specific tip all across 2022 as I've been in moments of resistance as well.
What tips do you have for someone who's like looking to find the motivation to show up day after day to their workouts? Because I mean, I think it can be tough, you know, and I don't know if every day you show up with innate motivation. Does that make sense? <laughs> it totally makes sense. And I think people, because of the career I am and they're like, oh my gosh, you just love to work out. <laughs> I'm like, no, like I do love to move my body, but absolutely there's so many mornings where I don't want to be working out. I think there's a difference from needing rest and paying attention to that, or there's a difference from just resistance that our mind is giving us. So that's super huge for me to pay attention to. I was just listening to Jay Shetty's podcast and him talking about like how he does push through the heart, like the moment where your mind chatter starts to get really loud. And I think there's a couple things that help me. One is always remembering that this is something good for me. Like I'm resisting, but this is supposed to help me, right? Like this is for the long run. This isn't for just today to make me feel good. This is for me when I'm 80 years old, like exercise is in the textbooks. Like let's all agree we need to have movement if we want to feel healthy all around. So I think reminding myself of that. And then also the mentality of not starting on day one every time. When I like take a big break and then I go back into my workouts, that feeling of like I'm on day one, blows. I'm like, really? I'm back on that day one. When you are consistent, that day one feeling like goes away. And that I like, I love. I also think finding movement you actually slightly enjoy or see results from or feel good from. So paying attention to that, like, again, trying a million different things. I did so many different workouts before I created mine. I was boxing, yoga. I thought I wanted to actually go into yoga for the longest time. So I think it's trying out different workouts and seeing or moving your body and seeing what works for you. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday. So come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people. Learn and unlearn and have a lot of fun. See you next week. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.